Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Elemental Evan podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in on this beautiful Wellness Wednesday. As you know, Wellness Wednesdays are the days where I release all of my episodes. So if you are looking to find any new episodes, make sure to always tune in on a Wednesday. And aside from that, thank you very much for all being here. Uh, I really appreciate the listenership and just the opportunity to share all of my health and wellness knowledge and information with all of you and hopefully give you some tools that you can take away from each episode and apply to your life to start living a healthier and better life uh, after every single episode. So before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to mention that I have actually started working for a really incredible supplement company that is called Ritual. And honestly, I'm not going to get into too much of their products right now, um, but just wanted to mention that I am working with Ritual and that their products are incredible. I've been using their products before I even started working with them. They're very all about like being made traceable, running their own clinical studies, which is incredible. Like no other supplement company is doing that. So um, yeah, really excited to be partnered up and working at uh, Ritual. But I also wanted to make it known that my podcast and everything that I'm saying on here is aside from all of the work that I do over at Ritual. It has no correlation, no relation. Uh, just wanted to really lay that framework down and make that well known that, you know, there is really going to really be no overlap at all between Ritual and this podcast. Uh, and yeah, also just super excited to be working there. If you don't know what Ritual is, if you've never tried their products, definitely go check them out. Uh, I highly, highly recommend a lot of their supplements and um, yeah, they're just basically doing things right. So go ahead and check them out. Now, in terms of today's episode, the reason I decided to talk about this topic, which is anger basically, and um, learning to respond and not to react is... Uh, really important. And I think it's been a big topic here recently. I don't know why I've heard a few people who are into like astrology and stuff explain something that I'm not going to be able to put into terms. But basically, we're just experiencing a period of time where people are generally a little bit more on edge and a little bit more angry. And I don't know about all of you, but I definitely have seen it with myself as well as just with people that I've been having interactions with. It seems like everyone's just a little bit more on edge, a little bit more angry, um, and quicker to just get into an argument or even a physical fight or something like that. So uh, I figured it'd be a really good opportunity for me to take a moment and talk about anger and how we can really control our anger and also choose not to give into the anger, you know, and, and really find the path to keeping a level head and, you know, really staying away from getting into that angry state, uh, which can be very difficult to do um, for myself as well. Uh, I'm typically not a very angry person, but usually it's like a point for me where there's like a breaking point. Like I have a huge threshold, but then there's this point where all of a sudden it just snaps and then, yeah, and then I'm angry and it takes me forever to cool down. So um, that's how I usually work. And I've noticed that it's been a little bit easier to get me triggered and a little more angry here recently. So I'm going to 
in this episode kind of explain uh, a lot of quotes from some Stoics. Uh, I love the Stoics and, you know, uh, Ryan Holiday really bringing that to the forefront with uh, The Daily Stoic is a big one. Uh, it's a great book to read and there's a lot of Stoic quotes in there. So I'm going to be using a lot of Stoic quotes today that we can reflect on and kind of think about anger and also why we should not be giving in to anger how we can not choose to not get into anger, and also some practices to better manage your anger and uh, choose the higher route uh, and respond, like I said, instead of reacting, which I think is so key and a really great way of putting it, right? Like when you're angry, if you just react, <laughs> probably not gonna be good. But if you choose to respond, that means you're actually taking a moment to you know, have a little bit of clarity of thought and choose a, of a, a response that's going to be uh, you know, better and not hopefully leading to a difficult outcome. So anyways, I'm going to start off with what do we do when we feel angered? So when we begin to feel angry with someone or something, the number one thing we can do is to actually delay our actions and responses, uh, as well as hopefully incorporate a little bit of deep breathing into there. Um, so there's a quote by Seneca that says, the greatest remedy for anger is delay. And this is absolutely true. Um, you know, you might be angry about something now, but go to bed tonight and then wake up the next day. You might still be a little angry about it, but you're going to be much less angry. And it's just because you've had this period of time where you can get out of this fight or flight like response mode and really just allow your nerves to calm down, kind of think through the situation and hopefully find some forgiveness and let things go. However, I realize that there are definitely some circumstances where you are not going to be able to have this delay. Maybe you're in a confrontation with someone and obviously if someone's screaming in your face uh, for you to say, excuse me one moment <laughs> while I take a beat and do some breathing. Um, maybe that is the case. I don't know. Uh, but usually it's not. So I understand that is the case for some people and it's much more difficult to keep your composure and not give in to anger in that situation. But there is also a ton of, you know, kind of uh, events out there or interactions with people where you do have the opportunity of providing a little bit of a buffer time in between your response. Like, for example, a text message or email or something written, obviously. Uh, it's not something that you would immediately need to respond to the person with because they're not directly in front of you. So if a, a text message really angered you and just really got down to your core, you can take some time to let it go, put your phone away and, you know, just go for a walk. And like I said, take some deep breaths. The reason deep breathing is so powerful here is because when we take a breath in through the nose and expand the belly on the inhale, like literally blow your belly out, like you're bloated, like you're, you're pregnant or something, right? Like just really puffing out the belly and on the exhale, allow that belly to collapse and breathe out of your mouth. What you're doing here, and sorry, real quick, make your exhale very long and extended, like you're blowing out through a straw. So inhale through the nose, let's say for the count of five, exhale out of the mouth for maybe the count of 10. And what you're doing here is you're activating your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your re rest, relax, digest, like that state where you're very calm and you're not, um, 
you know, being attacked or uh, triggered into a fight or flight response, right? So the opposite of parasympathetic is the sympathetic. The sympathetic is when you are in fight or flight mode, um, more or less. Obviously, there's levels of the, par uh, the sympathetic state. You don't have to always be in this high fight or flight state. But if you are in an argument with someone or a altercation of some kind, then you are definitely in a very sympathetic state with a lot of, you know, probably cortisol and uh, adrenaline pumping through your veins. So it is very important for us to uh, hopefully take a moment to delay the response and find some breathing that we can do, you know, and just literally take five to 10 of these deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth, expanding the belly on the inhale. So right. And just that like one breath, I'm already feeling much calmer, but if you were to do five, 10, 15 of those and just take a moment and really practice that breath right there, it's going to help stimulate that parasympathetic nervous system, help calm the nerves and get you into a state of basically just level headedness and being able to choose your response and not your uh, reaction. So uh, in even a situation with friends or family or loved ones or your spouse or something like that, where you are having an argument and you see it's getting heated, you can take this opportunity, hopefully they'll give you this opportunity where you can say, hey, look, I'm getting really, really angry about this and it's just not good. I'm not going to be, you know, responding in a proper way, in a level-headed way. So can we just take a beat here, come back to this in, you know, 30 minutes or so, and we can continue on with this conversation. Hopefully you can have that opportunity um, because that would be one of the few cases where you're face-to-face -face and you could probably have a delay in terms of, uh, you know, in, in choosing your response. So that's definitely going to be the number one thing is, you know, take a beat, like have delay in between that triggering action that that person has done to you. Um, that is going to be the number one thing. And we're going to talk more at the end of this episode about different practices you can do to uh, help respond to an angry situation as opposed to just reacting. So why should we... Why should we refrain from moments of anger? So to put it very simply, you really only control one thing in this life, and that is yourself. Like you only control how you react, you know, how you choose to show up in the world and really just your, your responses and your actions. Like that is all you are really responsible for in this world. It's the only thing that you can, con can control. So really, we should not be worrying about trying to control others and their actions because that is not something that's in your control. We really don't control very many things in this world except for ourselves. So you really just can't allow others' actions to influence the way you act. So there's a stoic quote uh, by Epictetus. It says, any person capable of angering you becomes your master. He can anger you only when you permit yourself to be disturbed by him. So basically, the second we allow others to control how we respond and how we compose ourselves, we are giving away our one and only true power, which is the control over ourselves. We're giving that away. So when someone is able to literally come up and anger you and allow you to get to this point where you're just saying things that you don't mean and you're just out of control. You have given away your 
one thing that you control, which is yourself. You've given that person the power to really dictate and choose how you show up as a person essentially, right? And so the real goal here, I think, in in kind of just life as well, is learning to become the masters of ourselves, right? And really being able to dictate and choose how we show up to the world, how, what, how we respond, what we do, that really just is all we can control. And the second you allow someone to come in and just knock you off your, your boat and, and, you know, just really rock you and, and allow basically allow you to get out of control and, you know, get angered, they're taking control from you. And so really it's all about learning to always have control over ourselves and not give that power away. So Marcus Aurelius says that we must be tolerant with others and strict with yourself. This is really important to reflect on since all we do, uh, sorry, since all we can do is control ourselves, it means that we must be strict and diligent with controlling our actions and making sure that we are responding, not just reacting, right? That's, I'm going to repeat that many times in this podcast episode, but truly that statement, responding instead of just reacting. However, if you try to be strict with others, you will eventually be let down because they are out of your control. People will act in their own manner and it's pointless for us to worry over controlling their actions. Instead, we must learn to accept that there are more things out of our control than within our control and we must learn to not allow them to affect or control us, but rather to find peace within chaos and comfortability within an uncomfortable situation. So I know I kind of had a lot there. Um, yeah, I wrote down a little paragraph there because uh, I, yeah, I had a lot to say on this topic and I wanted to make sure I got it all in there. Um, but really at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to is you don't have control of other people. You only have control of yourself. And so if you try to control others, they will eventually let you down because no one's ever going to live up to our expectations, right? Like we can't have expectations of other people and feel that they're always going to obey our commands and stuff, right? That's their own free will to choose how they show up. So therefore, we really can't allow their actions to affect us. We have to understand that people are going to act in whatever way they see fit. And really, the best thing we can do is to accept that it is out of our control, just as many things in this world are, actually most things in this world are completely out of our control and we have to learn to accept those and be comfortable with those and to yeah just basically be unbothered by the stuff that's not in our control right because at the end of the day if you can't control it why even get mad about it like it's it's out of your hands right so really just focusing on us and realizing that all we can control is our own actions so really really fine uh focusing on that uh, last but not least, uh, I tried to find a quote that sums this up best, but I just couldn't find this quote. But basically it said uh, something along the lines of, you'll never be proud of the things that you said or did in a moment of anger. Uh, I know I'm definitely guilty of this, and I'm sure many of you are as well, where you've gotten to a point of anger that was uncontrollable, and you just start saying things that you absolutely don't mean, you know, it's just in the moment you're so heated that you just say whatever because you're, yeah, you're heated, right? Um, and so I've definitely been a, uh, uh, I've been guilty of this and I'm sure many people are as well, like I said, uh, but, you know, we don't 
want to get to that point, right? Like no one ever feels good about their actions or what they said from a moment of anger, but we tend to be like pretty proud of the time when we've held our composure and not allowed someone to get to us, right? Like that, if, if there's one thing that we could actually do uh, in a moment of anger and be happy about it is being able to com like compose ourselves and choose our responses. Like if that's the one thing that you're able to do in a moment of anger is just choose your response and like not give in to that person, you're winning the greatest battle possible. You are learning self-control and mastery and, you know, really choosing how you show up and respond. And for one, not only are you going to be happier because you're choosing your response, you're not giving that power away, but also you're going to be so much more level-headed, right? Like people can come to you and, you know, understand that, like, you're going to have a very level-headed response. You're going to be uh, in control of your actions. And uh, overall, it's just, it's just going to be better, right? Like, who doesn't want more moments of control and composure as opposed to just being belligerently crazy and angry, right? Um, definitely, I, I, I would love to have, you know, 100% composure. And so um, that's absolutely something I always work towards. Um, is trying to just really have, yeah, self-mastery of, of my actions and, um, you know, of, of my mind, of my body, everything. So uh, definitely, I think it's something that we all should work on and, uh, yeah, really find a way of controlling our anger. So I'm pretty much just going to give some basic tips here. going to also cover a few of the topics that I hit, but put them a little bit more clarified uh, here at the end. And uh, it's just going to be tips and tricks for you to hopefully apply to your life and uh, find a better way to deal with anger that might be arising in your life. So coming back to the first point, remember that the only thing you can control is yourself and your actions, not the actions of others. Therefore, you should not be angry when people disobey you, okay? That's number one. You can only control yourself, not the actions of others. No point in getting angry about the things that you can't control. Number two, don't allow people to be the master of the one and only thing that you have control over in this life, which is yourself. If the one thing that you do in a moment of anger is keep your composure and respond instead of react, you have won the greatest battle and held on to the one thing that is truly yours, which is control of yourself. Um, like I said, kind of repeating a couple of these, but I feel like they needed the reiteration. Uh, number three is going to be find delay and anger. So coming back to that first topic we hit on, uh, taking a moment to cool down before responding and especially taking some massive deep breaths that stimulate the vagus nerve, such as, you know, the deep belly breaths that I was explaining, inhaling through the nose, exhaling through the mouth, longer exhale than the inhale and blowing out of your mouth like you're blowing out through a straw. So like, it's going to slow your breath down, make it easier to uh, have an extended exhale uh, and really expanding the belly on the inhale because that's going to pull air deeper into your lungs and it's going to help stimulate that vagus nerve. Number four is going to be take a moment to look at the other person's point of view. Maybe they are having a terrible day, right? There's the quote, hurt people, hurt people. So someone who's been hurt is like more likely to pass that hurt on throughout their interactions with anyone that basically comes in their path. So uh, really reflecting on, you know, 
how how is this person doing? Like, have they had a hard life? Have they hard, had a hard day, right? There's a lot of different things that can come into play. Uh, maybe what you did was wrong and out of line. Maybe the person has different values than you. Whatever it may be, it's very important for us to, and I, and I know this is difficult. <laughs> I have a hard time myself doing this, but uh, taking a moment to reflect on that person and just kind of seeing where they're coming from, because that can open up a very different perspective for you. And you might actually realize like, okay, like I am in the wrong here. Let me apologize. And wow, look at that. You just smoothed over the entire situation, right? So very important to look at the other person's point of view. So that's number four. Number five is from, uh, sorry, these are going to be practices that are not in the moment of anger. They're going to be like practices that you can do right now um, in a moment of calmness, and but they will better train you to uh, respond uh, as, as opposed to just reacting. So the number one thing for these practices is to practice meditation and breath work. These are massive, massive uh, beneficial practices that you can do for mastering yourself and, um, you know, learning to choose that, you know, selected response as opposed to the reaction. So through meditation, you know, there's a lot of meditations out there, such as the six phase meditation by, um, mind Valley with vision. Uh, that's a great meditation to do. I, I enjoy that one a lot. And it has a practice of forgiveness in there, which I think is very, very valuable for, uh, letting go of, you know, these situations that are really just eating up our energy and, uh, just bringing like negative emotions to us, which are not good for our health. So, uh, meditation is excellent. Uh, there's also just sitting down and being present in the moment, uh, calming the mind, this is a practice of mind mastery, right? You're, you're literally, your mind loves to think. So if you can just learn to subside those thoughts, allow them to flow, pass through without actually giving them the attention and rather just being focused on the present moment, you're learning self-mastery. So you're being able to choose your responses, right? Not, not living in your uh, thoughts and being a victim to your your thoughts and, and just basically reacting. So uh, meditation, I don't care what form you practice, it's going to be beneficial for, uh, you know, learning to not be as angry uh, because you're going to be lowering stress levels and also being able to uh, just choose your responses better. Breath work as well is going to help with, uh, you know, lowering the stress levels depending on the type of breath work that you do and can be very beneficial. Uh, number two is going to be to cool down. Literally, go take an ice bath or a cold shower. Either or is going to be fine. The main reason we are doing this for anger management is going is because when you go into an ice bath, let's say, or even a cold shower, either one, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> Everything about your natural reactions are telling you to get the heck out of that freezing cold water, right? Or turn the water hot. Well, when we sit there and allow ourselves to just sit in the uncomfortability that is the ice bath and really take control of our mind and our actions, right? This is a practice that directly relates to how we respond in an altercation with someone. If we can sit in this really icy cold water for, you know, three minutes, even though everything about our, you know, biology is screaming at us to get out of the water, you are directly taking control of yourself and your reactions uh, and choosing to respond instead. So I really, really love ice baths and cold showers for a slew of other things, but 
one of the really core things is just the the mentality it takes to sit through an ice bath. I think there's a lot of benefit to be had in there and it can really teach you once again, to respond instead of react. But literally, this is like a true practice for that. Number uh, three on this list is going to be, uh, and sorry, and this is, oh, no, yeah, number three is going to be exercise. Sorry about that. Um, Exercise is really one of the best things you can do for anger as well, because a lot of the times when you're angry, you've got a lot of pent up energy. And one of the best ways to let that off is to go move your body, literally express that energy through exercise. It's one of the best ways to do it. Um, Plus, when you go exercise, not only is it healthy for you, obviously, but also when you go exercise, you are going to be releasing all of these feel-good chemicals in your body, hormones, uh, where it's going to really change your state. Like uh, I know Ed Milet always says, uh, you can't be pretty much, I think think he says, you can't be in like a, a depressed or a mad mood uh, while working out, because when you're working out, you're changing your, uh, your physical, uh, like you're changing your state, your state of energy, basically. So when you're working out, you, yeah, like I said, you're releasing all these good chemicals and stuff in your body. That's going to make you feel good, but also it just takes your mind off of any of the bad stuff kind of going on, you know? And so it's really, truly a therapeutic thing, uh, for a lot of people. And, So not only are you going to be releasing all that pent up energy, but you're also going to be releasing all these good, feel good uh, chemicals and hormones in the body that are going to make you feel good. And also you're changing your physical state. You are taking yourself out of this anger and putting yourself into productive, right? So uh, that's really going to be beneficial for you as well. Now, the last one here is going to be to take care of your liver. Now, the reason I'm associating the liver specifically with anger here is because in traditional Chinese medicine, that is what they associate with anger. That is the organ that is associated with anger. It's the liver. So they believe that when your liver is out of balance or unhealthy, basically, uh, that is going to lead to more outbursts of anger and just an overall feeling of more anger, essentially. Uh, so really taking care of our liver, according to traditional Chinese medicine, is going to be a great practice in terms of helping to not get super angry as easily. Uh, so there's a there's a lot of things that you can do for your liver. I'm going to cover a few of them. And also, if you don't believe in this, like you don't agree that the liver is associated with anger, that's fine. The liver is still an incredibly important organ and taking care of it should be something that's really high on everyone's list. So uh, I have a few different practices here. Uh, the first one is going to be to just eat a lot of organic fruits and vegetables, um, and maybe some high quality meats as well. Like even liver. Uh, some people say that liver eating liver can directly help your liver. How, how true that is? Not, not exactly sure. Um, but if meat is in your dietary intake, then, uh, maybe having some liver in there is a great idea. It does have a lot of other beneficial things like a lot of vitamin A. So taking liver is a good idea, but just really focusing on eating some vegetables and fruit, organic, highest quality you can find. Uh, that's going to be really, really beneficial for your liver. Uh, We are also going to want to stay hydrated because the liver is filtering our blood. So when we stay hydrated, keep that blood at, um, you know, a good blood pressure and also just keeping the blood clean. Obviously, our body's made up of a lot of water. Uh, So staying hydrated can be very beneficial. 
Uh, we also want to really lower our sugar and processed carb intake. It does have an effect on our liver. Uh, I'm not going to get too into it because we can really go down a rabbit hole on this one, but just essentially lowering your sugar intake and your processed carb intake. Uh, that is going to be very beneficial to your liver, as well as lowering or even stopping our intake of alcohol, which I think everyone already kind of knows that alcohol is not good for the liver at all. So um, really lowering or even stopping our alcohol intake and fasting. Fasting when done properly, because you can do fasting wrong, uh, when fasting is done properly, it can benefit the liver because we're giving, and it's not just the liver, it's the whole pot, it's the whole body, but we're giving the liver here uh, a very nice break. Like let's say you go 24 or 48 hours. That's, you know, 24 to 48 hours where the liver doesn't have to worry about processing uh, certain products from the food, right? It can just take a break and just worry about filtering our blood. Um, so doing some fasting can be very beneficial. Uh, there's also, in terms of supplements, you can take spirulina and chlorella, as well as dandelion root occasionally. Um, spirulina and chlorella, you can take every single day. And if you uh, are wondering why these three things are good for your liver, uh, I will really go in on uh, depth here on spirulina and chlorella, which is that spirulina and chlorella have a very high level of chlorophyll, which is great at also removing heavy metals from our uh, blood and from our bodies, and also to helping support uh, blood building. So once again, coming back to the blood, because our liver is filtering our blood all the time, constantly filtering our blood, it's important that we take care of our blood, right? Because the cleaner and better our blood is, the less work that our liver is going to be doing. So spirulina and chlorella are great choices for your liver health. Um, if you guys are looking for a place to purchase spirulina and chlorella, I highly, highly recommend Energy Bits, highest quality of spirulina and chlorella that I've found anywhere. Um, I've even interviewed the owner of the company Energy Bits. Her name is Katherine Arnson. I've had her on the show twice. Please go listen to those episodes. They'll blow your mind. She has so much amazing, amazing information on spirulina and chlorella. But uh, if you do want to get your hands on some of the Energy Bits spirulina and chlorella, then go ahead and use code ELEMENTAL at checkout and you are going to get 20% off your entire order just for being a listener of this show. So uh, definitely go ahead and check them out. You won't be sorry. I, I take their products every single day. In terms of dandelion root, uh, I don't have all of the facts up on why dandelion root is so good for the liver health, but I just know that it is a herb that is definitely potent and beneficial for aiding the liver in um, a, a various amount of different functions. So basically dandelion root, the main reason I'm taking this one as opposed to, because I know there's a bunch of other uh, herbs and roots out there that are also beneficial for the liver. But the reason I'm taking dandelion root is because Caleb Wood, who I've had on the show as well, his mom wild harvested a bunch of dandelion root and made a dandelion tincture. So that's why I've been taking that one recently. I'm really loving it. I'm not taking that one every single day, but every few days I do take uh, some of the tincture just to help support that liver health. So those are a few of the things that you can do for your liver. There are other things as well, but I think focusing on those are going to be really, really beneficial. So once again, just, you know, a clean diet, um, drink a lot of water, cut out sugar and carbs uh, as much as possible, uh, car carbs in 
in terms of uh, processed carbs, uh, like heavily processed carbs, want to cut those out. Sugar, cut out as much as you can. Alcohol, cut out as much as you can. Um, and then really also focusing on the uh, spirulina, chlorella, and then any kind of a root that or herb that you prefer. Um, I'm using dandelion root. And uh, yeah, just finding things to help support the liver and increase its health and fasting as well uh, when done properly, right? So make sure you're fasting in a proper uh, method for yourself, but that is a great way of doing it. So anyways, that's going to do it for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed and got a lot of valuable uh, information out of this episode and are able to show a little love to your liver and choose how you respond instead of how you react. Um, I thank you all very much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, keep tuning in every single Wednesday. That's when I release these episodes. And I appreciate all of you so much. The motto of the show, it's do everything with good intentions and connect to your elements. Much love, everybody. Have a great one. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. Thank you.